following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, December 4th, 2023. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Elaine. And he's also my co-producer. Boy, this is fun, isn't it, this morning? It's a beautiful day here in Sonoma County. Well, joining me on the phone this morning will be Dr. Harriet Fraud. Dr. Fraud is a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist in practice in New York City. She is well-published author and writes about the issues and pressures of families and the economics of the United States of America. She is also a regular guest of Dr. Richard Wolf and his uh, show, Economic Update, which... Uh, Happens on KBBF 89.1 every Tuesday from 11 to 12 p.m. Well, this show will be talking about 2023, its challenges, and even offer a few solutions. Well, I have some good news here. I want to wish my beautiful sister, Evelyn Diane Holtz, her birthday is on Wednesday, December 6th. I can't believe it. My sister's going to be 79 years old. She'll probably kill me for even announcing that on the air. She's been in my life for 79 years. Well, happy birthday, sissy. It only gets better. Well, you know, we are here in the holiday season, and uh, I read so many retail stores are not doing well as expected, and I thought we would, uh, we could do a, are we having some trouble getting her, Ken? Well, we'll just wait. Ken's going to get, going to get Janine, uh, Janine on the phone, and we're going to talk about uh, Go Local, and we're going to talk about the importance of being, going and, and shopping local. So it's really, really important. You know, it, it's really interesting. We're up, we're upon the, the holiday seasons, and it's it's so hard. It's so hard when you think here they are in the Holy Lands, and they are fighting the way they are. Well, I have a few, a few. Uh, you know, I like to do our history is our strength, and uh, this is December. I can't believe this is the first show in December now. And I have some wonderful, wonderful people to talk about And as far as our history is our strength goes. I can't believe it was on December 1st, 1955. Let's see, 1955. That's over 50 years ago that Rosa Parks uh, refused to give up her seat on a bus to a white person. Uh, her arrest sparks the modern civil rights movement in the United United States of America. Amazing, amazing. And December, you know, December 5th, 1935, Mary McLeod Butane creates the National Council of Negro Women. This was one of the first kind of getting them together and starting to talk about some of the issues that uh, that were happening. And then the, uh, one last thing I want to say, happy birthday to, she was born December 6, 1815, and she made her transition in 1884. That's Jane Swisshelm. She was a suffragist. She wrote articles uh, for local papers against slavery, for women's rights, and against legal inequities, and led to the close, and she was a close friend. Can you imagine that? Mary Todd Lincoln, I mean, going into the Civil War, women had absolutely no rights whatsoever. Well, I think we have uh, Jeanine Murray on the phone. Is that is that true, uh, Ken? We have Jeanine yeah, on the phone. True. Are you there, Jean? You, 
Yes. Hello, Elaine. Well, I don't know why this is so loud. Oh, here we go. I just lowered it a little bit. I You sounded so loud. Well, here we are. In the, you know, I just want to make a statement here, Janine. Here we are in the holiday season, and I read that many retail stores are not doing as well as expected. And I, I thought that we would do a quick interview with you. Uh, you're the director of Go Local, and you're on the phone with me right now. So welcome. Welcome to Women's Spaces, Janine. Thank you, Elaine. I'm really happy that you are are able to come on today because it's very important that we support our local businesses. And I'm also a proud, you know, proud member of Go Local with our own business, Ken and I. And also, we are one of the co-founders. So it really is a really program that is very, very dear to my heart. So let's start. Mm. Let's begin by talking a little bit about Go Local, a little bit of its history and its mission, and and what are, what are some of your goals, Janine? Thank you, Elaine. Well, you know even better than I because you were one of those people who were meeting and and volunteering your time to help create uh, to to create this organization out of out of nothing, out of community, um, and the desire uh, continues to this day to help strengthen our local communities by being sure that that dollars don't just uh, kind of fly out of out of our area, but are reinvested and recirculated for a stronger and more resilient uh, uh, community and economy. And that's what Go Local continues to do to this day. We started officially f- uh, formed started in 2010, so we're um, going on 14 years old now. And um, we've you know, learned and grown a lot since then, and local businesses continue to to have uh, challenges, but we also have a very special community in which there's a a strong appreciation of local businesses, at least compared to some other uh, other places, and uh, we just really want to hope to strengthen and uh, grow that um, amidst the global, you know, competitors that are out there that make it so easy for us to uh, to just make snap decisions of what we need without thinking about that impact that it makes on our community. Well, I, I just want to throw something in. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about lately is the idea of being a responsible community member, you know, and to take some some responsibility for what's going on. And when I see it, it's not that I want to deny anybody to uh, order online. I mean, I order online myself. But one of the things that yeah. I try to do is kind of balance it out between the, the local business that maybe I might be able to get it from versus, you know, just dialing the phone to pick it up and have it delivered. And even though it's convenient, I realize how convenient it is to our people, but we have to look at the impact that every purchase makes on our community around taxation and all the other good stuff. So so yeah. t- talk about what the benefits are to the community when consumers purchase from local businesses. And, you know, give a give an example of how revenues work if you can. Absolutely. Well, a very simple example, and we always like to use this uh, kind of just a little chart or graph, but imagine spending, if you have $100 to spend and you have different options of how you're going to spend it depending on what you need. And if you say go on, you know, buy something online from a non-local mega retailer, just about none of those dollars stay local. It might just go to the, you know, to the delivery company that delivers it. But $100, pretty much imagine that gone. Or, and if you maybe drive 
down to San Francisco and, and go shopping down there or something. Same thing. There's really all that $100 is gone out of Sonoma County. But if you stay in Sonoma County and if you buy um, from, say, uh, like a big box store, on average, $14 of that $100 stays local to support the staff, the, you know, and um, the taxes that business pays and all of that. But if you spend that $100 with a locally owned business, on average, almost half, three times more, or around $48 of that $100 stays local. And what that means is the dollar that goes into that register till then is recirculating to pay that local business's um, accountant and their uh, you know, vendors, they might have local vendors and their own staff and such so that there's much more local. It's, it's almost like a web. You think of, of like just a straight line of that $100 out of the area compared to a local business. It's this web. It's this community web of, um, of, of support where those dollars get recirculated and then it's supporting jobs for your neighbors and friends. In fact, like for example, Oliver's Markets has done a study that found that for every two jobs created at Oliver's Markets, because they have so many local producers and when they get good sales there, it creates an additional job in Sonoma County. Not at Oliver's, but for some of those local producers that sell their products there, for all the other um, businesses that do business with Oliver's. So it's it's just a it's just a chain reaction of 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 you know of uh, health in our in our community when we support a local business dollar wise. And then there's so many other different benefits, but I'll, I'll stop there for now unless well, you have other well, questions. It's, it's very interesting that you mentioned Oliver's, you know, but Oliver's has another spin to it. You know, they're, lo- they're a local company, but they're also employee-owned. So you're not, only, yes. you're not only supporting your local business, you're also supporting your employees. And like I said at the beginning, no one, we're not trying to deny anybody the right to, to no. pick up the phone. But the, we have to, you know, one of the things that I'm beginning to realize is that oftentimes we do not no individuals. In fact, if it wasn't for the radio show, if it wasn't for some of the things that happened around my own personal life, I never would have even actually thought of the idea of go local or even having a go local, mm. you know, organization. But once I got involved, I said, my goodness, we're so ignorant about how our money goes around. And I hope that this, that this helps a little bit for people to just understand, understand what's going on and understand that each one of us contribute and we are important to local not only the economy but also the way a lo- uh, your your own county runs well how can people find yeah. out about local business talk about it. i know we have you have two you have two venues i believe you have a a go local registry and you also have a uh, website but you also have a magazine so why don't you just give us a little background on that and then we're coming to the egg, uh, end of the segment so quickly let us know your website and and what are some of your visions at, at, at give us Give us the last words uh, when we are about to end this. So go ahead. Go Sounds ahead, Jenny. good. Yes. So if you um, if you if you go online, you can visit our website at golocal.coop. That's co-op. Golocal.coop. And from there, um, you can see that we you can look up for residents and find out all the different ways you can participate with Go Local. You can follow our social media. You can look at our directory of online Go Local businesses. Um, and we also have um, a, a pocket guide that can be picked up that also is that same Go Local directory, but it's in print. 
and it comes out every six months, and you will find that if you go to any locally owned, just about any locally owned grocery store uh, throughout Sonoma County, from all the way from Petaluma all north to Cloverdale, and um, you'll see that list, and you'll get some good ideas and some photos, and it's just a nice way to flip through and get inspired. And um, we also publish a food and beverage, well, it started out as a food and beverage magazine, and now it's it's called Made Local Magazine. Um, start, that's been going on for over 10 years now, and it tells stories, so more in-depth stories about the inspiring people that are, are making good things happen in Sonoma County, including nonprofits and and a lot of it uh, directed towards the importance of a healthy uh, and just food system. So you can pick that up in racks for free uh, also in at local grocery stores. And um, let's see, the other, the final question you had website. was, oh, oh, website, golocal.coop. And then the last question you had was a vision for the future. And I, um, it's, it's so important to us. There's never an end to the possibilities for how we can help because of how we can, we can help remind and engage and inspire people to, um, you know, to support our local economy in whichever ways we can. And I totally agree with you. We do what we can. And even if it's just one, one different action or one purchase a month that might have not been local and to shift it to local that really makes a difference. And so our vision is to um, is to always come up with new ways that reach all different generations of people in Sonoma County so that we can, you know, carry carry this healthy community vision forward. It's really how we used to be, you know, in communities 100 years ago, even maybe 50 years ago, is having a lot more local connections. And I think now it's more important than ever, ever for our psychological health, our social health, and um, and for our, our strong community that's resilient for any crisis that, crises that come up as well. well so I wanna, I wanna engaging... T- Mm-hmm. I want to tell you, before we say goodbye, I want to tell you a quick story. And I also want to do a shout out to you and to your team. What a wonderful, wonderful job you've done to build this entity in our community. You know, you talk about your uh, your program guide, you know, that you can pick up at the local store. Well, I did the first program guide for Go Local. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was what, <laughs> that's, what spurred, that's what spurred us to go on and to, you know, to put it in the hands of someone like yourself. But I'll never forget it when I... We had like four or five people in there, and I said to the people that we were, the group, we, I says, we, we really have nothing to offer here. You know, we're going to have to stop and really reevaluate this. So I just want to congratulate you and your team for the wonderful, wonderful job you've done of bringing this to the forefront. And I know you've had your challenges, but I'll tell you, you're just a delight to work with. And I want to thank you so much for coming on this morning and wishing you and the whole, the whole group down there at Go Local to, uh, to uh, wish you a happy, joyous holiday season and give us our website thank you just so much oh my pleasure janine give us one more uh, one more time on the website go local.coop go local.coop check it out and there's lots of ideas of ways you can get involved and support 
Oh, I, you know, Ken just whispered in my ear, I got to tell you something. You know, our, our insurance company just notified us that we have to change. And the first thing I did was call Go Local, and they sent us two wonderful people, and we ended up wor- oh, we're ended up working one of the insurance agents there. And we want to thank you for that because I had to call you, and you gave me the reader. You let me know who's available. And it's so interesting. I didn't, did not have a program guide, and I said to myself, what the heck's the writer with me? But I got one right away. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for doing that. And thank you so much to everybody that's working down there to do their jobs. And thanks to you, too, for the wonderful work that both you and Ken do in supporting our community in this way and for helping to make Go Local uh, be born so long ago. Let's, let's keep it going. Well, thank you, Janine, and you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Well, folks, there's a lot. There's a lot about community, and that's what it's all about. It's all about community, helping one another, knowing one another, greeting one another. You know, and it, I love it when I go to the local stores and run into friends in the community, and we we acknowledge that we are there. So, think about think about what you're how you're spending your money this this year. You know, just think about it. You know, and then kind of make a list. You know, see if you can go here, you can go there, you can go everywhere because we do live we do live in a county, and we all need to survive and help us. Well, we're going to be taking a musical break, and the song I'm going to be paying is one of my favorite songs, is People Have the Power, sung by Patty Patty Smith. We're going to play it in two segments. Uh, This we're going to do part one, and we're going to play half of it. Then after we take a musical break, we'll play the second uh, second half. When we return, I will be talking with Dr. Harriet Fraud, who is a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist in practice in New York City. Fraud is also a regular guest on Richard Wolf's Economic Update, which plays on KBBF 89.1 on Tuesdays from 11 to 12. And we're going to do a wrap-up of 2023, the good things that happened, some of the challenging things, and she'll be offering an idea or two on how to move forward as we welcome in 2024, an election year. Man, it's going to be really, really exciting. So let's go ahead, Ken. Let's play Patty Smith, and then we'll get uh, Dr. Fraud on the line. Dreaming all of an aspect bright and fair in my sleeping. Soldiers where they laid beneath. 
People have the power. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I just want to remind my folks, for you just joining in, I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, its members, and Women's Spaces. Welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest joining me on the phone all the way from New York, and it is an honor to introduce her. I like to think of her as one of my regulars on Women's Spaces, Dr. To Harriet Fraud. Welcome, Harriet. Welcome once again to Women's Spaces. I am delighted to be here. Well, it's wonderful to hear your voice. You know, we just have the most wonderful conversations and finally get on the air. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Uh, is it okay if I tell folks just a little bit about you? Go ahead, please. Dr. Harriet Fraud is a wonderful friend, and she's a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist in New York City. She is a longtime political activist, initiating movements uh, for better public education, free public child care. Oh, God, wouldn't that be wonderful, Harriet? Mm. And midwife midwifery rights in childbirth. She is the founding mother of the feminist movement. She has the podcast Capitalism Hits Home. Her regular radio program Interpersonal Update appears on WBAI on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Her work focuses on the mutual shaping of political, economic, and personal life. And she, I'm also proud to announce she is also a regular guest here in Sonoma County uh, at KBBF uh, with Dr. Richard Wolf and his uh, economic update, which uh, airs every Tuesday from 11 to 12 p.m. And it's worth listening to, let me tell you. Well, uh, Harriet, do you have anything you want to add before we begin? Well, I want to say I wasn't the founding mother of the women's liberation movement at the time, but a founding mother, because it was a really, there were several founding mothers all together. It was our time. Oh, it definitely anyway. was. I want to do a shout out for my our Sonoma State teacher, uh, Ann Neal. Boy, she really got us going. It was just amazing in 1973. That's when I arrived here in Sonoma County. Well, Harriet, you know, there's something when you send your bio to me, there's something that you you said that I really believe we, we need to start on because I think this is an important idea of how you think and, and the work that you're doing. Talk about what you mean when you say our work focuses on the mutual shaping, the mutual shaping of political, economic, and personal life? Well, I I think the best way to illustrate it is to talk about what I see happening now and how it is a combination of what's happening in our economic, political, and personal lives. Because one of the things that I see happening now is the American empire, which has dominated the world for about 75 years since World War II, is now crumbling. You know, every other developed economy was crushed during World War II. We dominated the whole world. The American dollar was the dollar that was the basis of the world's currencies, over 90% of them. And that empire is now 
crumbling. What do I mean? Well, we were overwhelmingly the currency of the world. Now we're less than half of the currencies of the world are in the dollar. They're in the Chinese renminbi, the Chinese yuan, or their own local currencies like in Brazil, the real. And so that's one thing. We've lost three, the last three wars where we've spent billions, the war in Vietnam, the war in Iraq, and the war in Afghanistan, and we're busy losing the war that's a proxy war in the Ukraine. And we've lost the wars in Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan against countries that didn't even have an air force. We managed to destroy them, but we didn't manage to win. We left clinging to our helicopters in a bum's rush out. And so, you know, we are not the capitalist giants of the world anymore. There are other contestants here. And instead of like the French after Algeria saying, okay, let's use our almost a trillion dollars we spend on armaments, let's use at least two-thirds of it on our people and have free daycare, after-school care, elder care, medical care, the things that the other developed nations have. We haven't done that. We're trying to hold on to the empire through war where we have bases in over 100 countries. Can I, so can that's I, one uh, of the things. I just want to inject something. You know, one of the things that really bothered me more than anything was when Robert McNamara came out with his book mm. and said that Vietnam was a mistake. And so when you, when you say the things that you said about losing the war, I don't think we lost the wars. I think what we did was we failed to negotiate to bring some sort of settlement or we were not supposed to be there to begin with, and there wasn't enough research done. Of course not. And they look, they tried to dominate in order to have America be the king. But we don't, I don't believe in kings. I know you don't either. And we lost. We got out of there in a hurry. People were dying to get on our helicopters. It was a terrible waste of millions of lives of Vietnamese lives, tens of thousands of American lives, American mental health, more veterans committed suicide than were killed in battle in each of those wars. These were terrible things. That's the, not only the economic and the political, but it's the personal. All those soldiers who committed suicide when they got home, and it's personal because if the empire is shutting down. The rich want to hold on to their riches as much as they can. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that when you talk about when you talk about the horrors that it causes not only to on the battlefield but in the personal life of each one of that, those people. I thought we would move a little bit forward that there is so much negativity going on right. that I was wondering, you know, and then here we are right now, you know, the thing that I'm sure is frustrating everybody is our, we're coming into 2024, which is going to be an election year, and I'm sure people are just so frustrated that he's too old. He's, he's going to destroy democracy. I mean, it's like the, the choices are just not there. Terrible. But at the same time, some really good stuff is happening, and that Great seems stuff. to be overlooked. So why don't you why don't you talk about that a little bit? That we have, we, we're, we understand. I understand from the 
from the bottom of my toe to the top of my head how how crazy it is and how we've gotten into this. I mean, the corruption that we're seeing now is is mind boggling to me. So, but but at the same time, we did yeah, elect a man that did a lot of good things, even though they're that's saying true. he's not he's too old and you know, and it, that's another propaganda. You know, they they'll, they what do they want a dictator in? I don't know what is going on, but talk about you know you, we have to have some faith and some understanding that good things happen. So talk about the few. I know Biden has done some amazing things. If you could just give us an an evaluation. Well, right now, there is a lot of hope. I'll start with a hope that Biden had something to do with, which is the labor movement. No change can really happen that's transformative change without the participation of a progressive labor movement. And labor, Biden has a very good labor secretary, Walsh, who has given the go-ahead to unions. The UAW has 400,000 members, and they have said, okay, there's 150,000 more in this field, we'll organize them. We have to organize. We are the power. And they gave their workers a better contract than they've ever had before. That is amazing in labor. Amazon now has a union called, well, it's not, it's not sponsored by Amazon, of course, but the Amazon labor unions have an international labor union called Amazon Here that's coordinated Black Friday strikes all over the world. That's hundreds of thousands of workers who see that although they have the money and they have the armaments, they can't do anything without us. They can't make money without our labor. We build everything, and we are the power, as your song says. And that is enormously hopeful. Every people are organized who never organized before, who thought they were above labor unions, museum workers all over, you know, all over the United States. And university workers all over the United States. In the University of California, I mention that because that's where you are, 48,000 workers are in one big union at the university level. That is amazing. And not, and they didn't allow themselves to be split up, that one group, let's say, the adjunct faculty or another, the technical workers or the lab workers, got a good deal while the others were ignored. They held out to the end, and they won. Well, you know, 48,000. Harriet, I couldn't help but all of a sudden, as I'm listening to you, all of a sudden I could hear my father coming in saying, See, Lane, I told you. Yes. One day they're going to wake up that you don't. You uh, he never met a boss that gave him a raise without a struggle. That's <laughs> so, right. So it, I, I could hear him talking to me. I mean, it was so interesting. So go it's ahead, amazing. continue. I'm sorry. And also Sarah Nelson, a powerful leader of the flight attendance union, has said, "Look to new unions. Don't join the AFL-CIO. They're too backward. Join your own unions and work with us." And she is amazing, and she's joined forces and done something politically with Sean Fain, who is the head of the UAW, saying, we support a ceasefire 
in Israel-Palestine rather than we're not involved, we don't care what happens politically. No, we are part of the workers of the world. These things are terrible to do. Mass killing is terrible. We're with you. That's a real change and a real hope that labor will be involved. Look, they tried for abortion rights in Argentina over and over again. On the third time they tried, and Argentina is a heavily Catholic country, and the Pope himself came down and argued against abortion rights, and they won because they had a coalition with their progressive labor movements and the feminist movement and the Black Lives Matter movement of Argentina and the climate movement, and they won because they united together. These things are so hopeful, and that for the first time there's a socialist government in Colombia, in South America, and in Chile. The socialists came back, even though the CIA and the fascists destroyed them. In Brazil, a progressive one, giving women rights and black life rights and the climate movement rights and labor rights. And these are very, very exciting, hopeful times. Well, you know, I want to say another thing. I want to go back to what you said about (laughs) the Pope came down debating against abortion rights. What he was really debating against was the right to choose. You know, and and, and also, and what's so interesting, which which always confuses me, and I'm not a a Bible person, but I understand, you know, I read it every once in a while. I pick up these these little treasures that are said. And one of the things it says is that we are allowed free will. And to me, free will is free choice. So I don't under, to me, there's yes. always that contradiction between between what religion is saying and what actually the Bible itself is saying that they're supposed to be following. I just had to throw that in. Well, Harry, we're going to take uh, we're going to take hold those thoughts. We're going to take a second another musical break here. I'm going to play the second half of of Patty Smith's uh, song. Uh, power to, people have the power. And when we come back, I thought we would talk about, you know, some steps that we could take as, as uh, individuals to address some of these issues and to actually, you know, actually how we keep our spirits up a little bit. So let's go ahead and take a musical break, Ken. Let's play that second. Is that okay with you, Harriet? That's great for me. And thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. I just love it. So sure. go ahead, again, let's go ahead and play the second half of that song. Into my sleeping 
I love Patty Smith. Oh, that Me song too. is so wonderful. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Faces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And I want to just comment one thing about that song, People Have the Power. It reminds me of what uh, Marianne Williamson said when she said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond treasure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most brightens us. Boy, that is such a powerful statement. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm in. Com- I'm your host, Elaine Beholtz, and I'm in conversation with Dr. Harriet Fraud. Harriet, for this portion of the program, I thought we would discuss, you know, some of the challenges and, and some of the solutions. You know, people need to have hope. And I know there yeah. are some steps taken to address these issues. Talk about what some of those steps uh, were and how they impacted people. And what do you believe needs to be added? Well, these are the steps that have really succeeded. In terms of the right to choose, they just elected Janet Przewitz, I hope I said it right, in, um, well, in Wisconsin. And that means she was elected a Supreme Court judge, which changes the balance of the Supreme Court in Wisconsin from a conservative court opposed to the right to choose, to a progressive court supporting the right to choose, and that supported election interference to free and fair elections. That's huge. Also, the right to choose has been organized, and referendums and ballot measures that tried to restrict abortion have been defeated. That recently happened in Ohio, not noted as a progressive state. It was a state that went to Trump. But women and men went door to door with a huge campaign about the right to choose, and they won in Ohio. And they won those methods, won in Kansas. I'm not mentioning progressive states here, in Kentucky, Kentucky, in Virginia, right, as well as places in New York, in Oregon, in Washington, D.C., these things are enormously powerful because even in states that you wouldn't guess, like Kansas, Ohio, Virginia, they elected a, a governor who is for the right to choose, which is amazing because that was a big feature of the campaign. Even in Texas, they changed a law recently that allows time limits for sex abuse cases. Sex abuse cases have been allowed to be brought up later in New York, Oregon, Texas, Louisiana, and they haven't because of some accident. They've been accident. They've happened because realizing that people are the power, there have been mass mobilizations, not only with marches, which there have been, but also with going door to door to talk to people. What, what These do you are think, huge wins for us. What do you think is, is, is changing the hearts? I mean, I well, mean, I think that's a really great question. I'm looking at it particularly as I look at the mass mobilization for the first time in my life, and I'm old, 
people have mobilized around an international issue that doesn't directly involve the United States, and that's the Israel-Palestine war. There have been mass mobilizations all over New York City. The Jewish Voices for Peace, which want to fight anti-Semitism by showing that they want all people to have a fair life and a decent life. And they occupied Grand Central Station, which is enormous. They occupied the Statue of Liberty. They occupied and demonstrated at the tree lighting at um, at Rockefeller Center, which is a big event. They made a big presence at the Thanksgiving parade, which is hundreds of thousands of people come out and glued their hands to the street so they couldn't be easily removed. People have mobilized. That is the change and the hope. And they haven't mobilized around hate. They've mobilized around peace, around sea, around ceasefires. Now, some people have expressed hate, but the mass mobilizations for peace and for not funding war are very, very powerful. And I think they are a pressure on people like Biden. Now, Biden has his drawbacks. However, he would listen. He did listen and he did support labor. He supported them around the railroad strike, although he didn't support them all the way. He supported them. He has walked on picket lines. He was part of the negotiations that allowed the 340,000 workers of the United Postal Service that were organized and ready to strike to resolve their strike in a way that gave them a reasonable time off and pay. You know, Harriet, it's interesting in, in listening, especially when you talk about choice and you talk about the Israeli-Palestinian. One of the things that I've come out on the show is that I, I refuse to take a side. The, the side I'm taking is war is not the answer. If war were the answer, we would have had peace a long time ago. We've had so many damn wars. That's but the true. thing that's so heartbreaking to me is particularly around this type of year when we're supposedly celebrating the birth. I mean, I don't – you know, one of the things – when I talk about it, one of the statements I make, you know, it doesn't matter whether Jesus was real or what he was not. It doesn't, all those things don't matter to me. What matters to me is the message. The message yeah. is very important. And here we have what is known the Holy Lands, where, you know, Jews and Muslims and Pal every, everybody's as walked together. They have, they have that beautiful wall that people make a prayer yeah. for and all, all the things that go in there. I mean, Ken himself actually swam in the Dead Sea, you know, and told wow. me what a wonderful experience it was on his body, you know, all that salt surrounding him so healing. And when I think about this is the time of the birth of, this is the time of the birth of, of, of the principle of light, how can people support another war? You know, and and who is who who is the one that suffers? It's the women and the children. When I hear some of these women speaking, I mean, I'm a mother, a grandmother, a great grandmother. You're a mother. I mean, when I hear these things, I say, wait a minute, what is the problem? We why don't we just sit down? You know, when you have a kid and he has something bad, you, you give him a time out, right? Why not take right. a time out across the globe? And right. come together. I mean, that's what I suppose that the United Nations is supposed to be doing. And I think that they... Well, they have come out for a ceasefire, overwhelmingly. Of course, some people 
abstained, and Israel and the United States were the only two against that. But the General Assembly voted for that because, of course, you're not going to resolve things by killing people. And, you know, Israel recently bombed all these apartment buildings. Well, who's home? It's not like Hamas is hanging out at home. You know, and so that another thousand Palestinian children were killed. Already over 6,000 have been killed, 6,000 children, and 16,000 adults. What is, and they're overwhelmingly women and children. The adults are women and it's children. That's who's at home when you bomb the building. Do you remember that song? Do you remember that song during World War II? Over here, over there, yes. over there. The Yanks are coming. Right. Yeah, I but, remember well, that. The thing, the thing that that people need to realize that over there could be over here if we're not exactly. careful. Exactly. You know, and and when when one mother's, you know, if if one mother's just one mother's child is not safe, no child is safe. That's right, and no children. Look, children are in trouble in the United States. In New York, one out of four is what they call food insecure, which means hungry. So if you're and one listen- out of eight Americans are hungry. So if you're listening if you're Sorry. listening if you're listening to that, so many children are not getting fed, so many adults are not getting fed, and you think of fourteen billion dollars going over to a war, just think of what that fourteen billion dollars can do and why we are not more adult where we can learn to sit down and talk to one another and and work these things out i mean it just it just it just seems like it it almost sometimes seems impossible it it seems crazy and what will stop it are mass mobilizations that's what stopped the war in vietnam that there were millions of people on the march there are descriptions of nixon looking worried looking from window to window as people mobilized in washington that when people say no and they're willing to do something about it, those things stop. And I think the appropriations, we, the United States gives about $4 billion every year to Israel for military, even though they have apartheid against the Palestinians. And I'm not excusing mass murder no matter who does it, including Hamas, of course. Well, the thing but is, really, that- to stop murder is the point. But the thing is, people have to recognize that the reason groups like Hamas show up, I don't think the Palestinian people said to Hamas, it's okay that you're going to do this. I think that, that you not. get you get so desperate that you'll listen to anybody. I mean, that, that, I mean that's what I believe made Trump so popular because he was listening and he was playing – he was playing this – tune that they were saying we want we need we have to have and it's and it's we're just, angry that's the main very tune very angry well you know we're coming very quickly to the end of of, of of our conversation here and there's one thing i one thing i want you to address and you know folks i want you to know something you know we live in a democracy and in a democracy we have a right to discuss these things yeah. And to bring things forward. And we're having an election come up in 2024 for president. And the, the thing that I just want people to be aware of, not, not, not choose this one, not choose that one, but in making their choice that they understand some of the issues and what maybe give me two issues people should listen to and make sure whoever is running for president has those in mind. I think one of them is abortion rights, because if women can't choose, they have a little over half the population. 
if we can't decide what happens with our own bodies, it's to me it's against the Constitution, which forbids cruel and unusual pre- um, punishment. An unwanted pregnancy is a cruel and unusual punishment, which should not be allowed to half the population. So, I think one of them is abortion rights, and Biden supports abortion rights. I'm not enthusiastic about Biden. But compared to Trump and, and uh, Biden, of course, I just personally vote for Biden. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but look for who allows the mass of people in the United States who happen to be women to choose what happens to our own bodies. And, and another thing is who listens when we protest? Who doesn't want to call the troops out on us? Trump wanted to call the army out on the protesters at the Washington Monument, but the army said no. And who would call out the army on their own people? And I'm not saying that I'm that I think it's great that we allow private money in elections. None of our none of the other democratic countries do, because then of course we we paid four billion dollars out for our last presidential election, and that means. Big corporate money has too much influence. However, I look at abortion rights, and I look at the right to live and protest and speak. Those are the two issues that I think are the most important. I want to demonstrate and speak out, and I don't want to be shot for it. Well, you know, it's interesting because when it comes to free speech, you know, that's in our Constitution. That is in our Constitution. So when people, you know, what I don't understand for the life of me, and this is another conversation, I just want to say that you have somebody threatening people and nothing's being done. You have someone protesting for the rights of people and they end up having the police come out and do some of the things they do. Well, we are coming to the end of our segment. And the final thing, of course, that you brought up and us being women, and this is a women's show. Yes. What impact? I mean, and not only that, for God's sakes, forget the word abortion. It's choice. It's choice. It's choice. And that's very important. It's, it, it's, it's your own choice. It's your own body. And I, I always say, hey, if, if there's a God up there that's going to punish me, it's not my responsibility to save you. You know, you have a right to make that choice. So exactly. talk about what, what do you believe the impact is going to be women are going to have on the election this year? I think they'll have a huge impact because when we look at our movements, whether they're right to choose or whether they're me too let's look at me too we haven't talked about that everyone is aware of that big shots like trump is brought to heel by e Jean carroll who found him guilty of rape okay and a judge took the case and he couldn't get it dismissed and he couldn't even get it dismissed before his next election and he was found guilty first of raping her and then of defaming her after she won. That's me too. That's our movement, me too. It's me too that put on the pressure to extend the limits of sex abuse claims, which have been extended in New York, Washington, D.C., Oregon, Georgia, Maryland, even Texas. And that's us. And that's us because we spoke out. We didn't just suffer in silence when we were abused. And that's the power of women who called this out. Now, some men have called out sex abuse 
also, and men have supported us, some men have supported us, but that is the power of women. And so that if you look at the right to choose, which was taken from us, and how we have fought to get it back, and how we've won in places that were unlikely because of other politics, but we won, and we look at Me Too, where we have won, and we look at the women's movement, which now is responsible for the fact that there are women that have to be on the board of directors, that you have to hire women, that you have to pay women equally, that you're not allowed. Of course, they still sometimes get away with it, but by law they cannot um, allow sex abuse. And when it's called out, which we are doing increasingly, it can't go on. Because sure. the law in the books is a progress, but not la allowing it to continue in spite of the law is further progress, and that's ours as women. Harriet, we're coming to the end of the segment, and I also want to mention that uh, on Women's Spaces, www.womenspaces.com, I am running the Gaza Art Show uh, on YouTube, and also uh, it, it's in on Women's oh, Spaces, so Candace, on YouTube. Just on, it's on your, and I, I hope that uh, once you see the, once you see the video that we can have a little comment on it. And also the next thing that I want us to do, we're at the end of our segment. I'd like you to give your website and any last words. My website is harrietfraud.com, H-A-R-R-I-E-T-F-R-A-A-D.com. And my final comment is really Patty Smith's people are the power and we are the power and we as women create life and we don't believe in destroying it that's very important that we are the creators and nurturers of life that we know how much care goes into a life and goes into maintaining daily life thank because you so we much have Dr. done that Thank you so much, Dr. Harriet Broad, for being such a wonderful, wonderful guest. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for the opportunity. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. Well, folks, you've been listening to Women's Spaces. I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. A reminder, our children are the future. We must never lose sight of that. And please, please. Support your local community radio stations. You know, the best way is you can make recommendations here at Women's Spaces. The best way you can do is to support the station you're listening to. And the next thing is to send any suggestions for people that you would like to be on the show. This is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. And who will surely make you stronger? Take you home now The woman in your life She can wait so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you Because the woman in your life The woman in your life The woman in your life is you
The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, December 4th, 2023.